Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dunkin' Donuts Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 42, where we're going over the Friday, September 11th edition of Friday Night Smackdown. Now, before we get into Smackdown, which, all in all, we watched it together, it was a fun show. It was. It was a really fun show. There really was a good lot of opening, good stuff going. Really good uh, Really good twists on a couple of different things that happened. Um, really good closing. I like the way it ended. Yeah, it was it was a really interesting ending. Yes. Um, before we get into that, we have a little bit of news. Um, the WWE has recently released sixty staffers. I think in the last couple of days, two names uh, that stand out is father of current WWE superstar Wyndham Rotunda, aka Bray Wyatt. Um, Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda, people, a.k.a. IRS. People from my generation may know him as IRS. He was in Money, Inc. with Million Dollar Man and Virgil. Yep, and a former uh, WWE scout, talent scout, uh, Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe. Yes, uh, again. I believe he's the father of the Briscoe brothers from ROH. I believe so as well, but what I remember him as is uh, he was one of the two goons that Vince McMahon had during the Attitude Era. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Gerald Briscoe, and I can't remember the other guy right know. now. It's too late at night to, yeah. to be pulling stuff up. It is 10.04 as we're <laughs> recording this. We have just finished SmackDown, and we're recording this right away. Yes. This show opened how every Friday Night SmackDown should open. Like, Raw opens with Randy promos. Open every SmackDown with a Roman Reigns-Paul Heyman promo. I mean, for a while there, they were opening up every Raw with a with a Paul Heyman-Brock Lesnar Lesner promo. promo. But it that's ju- because Heyman is, right now in WWE, my opinion, best talker. In the WWE currently. All right. I'll give it to you by default because I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. There's not many others that are at his level. There are people that are at his level, but not quite the the delivery that Heyman gives. I'm gonna give it I'm I'm gonna give it to Heyman. I'll give it to Heyman. The only other person who I think comes close is on Raw, and he does open the show every week. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. And another good talker on Raw, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Rollins is great, especially with this heel Messiah, Messiah, Messiah character. Pro, yes. Um. So Heyman basically goes on and talks about how Roman's the best. Roman came and returned and immediately became the champion and yep. all that such. And then he invites Jay Uso, Roman's cousin. The man who took down a king, beat a bro, and solved the riddle. Yeah, he 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 dethroned a king, beat up a brogue, and solved the riddle. Which those are beautiful, beautiful I'll I'll call them puns. Um They're metaphors. Metaphors. The perfect metaphors for the three guys who were in the ring last week during the uh the um f- fatal four way yeah perfect metaphors so he fights Jay Uso and Jay Uso uh, they basically have a promo back and forth between Jay and Roman where they're saying that Jay has always felt like the underdog he was the last one born between him and Jimmy um he's younger than Roman uh, he's always been the little kid he's always been the one beat up and Roman says it's gonna be exactly the same as when we were kids I'm gonna kick your ass and then it's all love. So essentially that's what Roman is saying is he's not holding back. He is going to beat Jey Uso, but after the match, they're cool. They're family. Yep. That's what's going to be. Yep. 
Then um, they get interrupted. And then they get interrupted by the Corbin. king and the brogue. Well, it comes out with Corbin first. Yeah. Saying that Jay shouldn't have even been in the match. Calling it nepotism as to why he was Pulling in the strings. match. Yep. Then Seamus comes out and says, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm actually agreeing with this guy. Yeah. So Jay basically goes, well, then why don't we? You have got a match. Time, you got time to prepare. Let's have a match. Let's the blood versus the the uh butt buds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was the mud them. buddies. M- yeah. Or something like that. Butt muds, um, whatever it was. Yeah, and it was butt muds. Butt muds. And Jay basically clears the ring and he says, Me and Roman are gonna beat the hell out of you, but Roman's got this face like Why am I doing this? Why am I in this? Why did I get dragged into this? We'll see as the show progresses yeah. as to how that ends up happening. So before they get to the next match, the next segment, you got Sami Zayn in the back up in arms because because he's not a, on the 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 uh, graphic no, of it's not Intercontinental even, Champion. Yeah, no, the graphic shouldn't be up is what he says. Yeah, it's like no, he's not the Intercontinental Champion. Take I'm that graphic down. Champion. And he's pressing all these buttons, and all of a sudden he pulls a lever. Yeah, he pulls a lever, and it goes to commercial. Yes, which. That's great. Yes, it is. It's obviously that lever did nothing. Yeah. But foreshadowing? Yeah. I know. Um, also foreshadowing what he was wearing under his green coat. Um, yes. AKA black shoes, black pants, black shirt, and black hoodie. Yeah. All black. Hello. Yep. Retribution. Um, speaking of, they didn't show up tonight. Um, but then we had what started out to be an AJ Styles Jeff Hardy match. Yep. Um, didn't come to a close. Because um, Sammy, Sammy gets out. involved yep. and uh, pretty much takes them both out, um, takes attacks AJ to give AJ the DQ win, and then and then Haluva kicks the hell out of Jeff Hardy. Yes, and he holds up his copy of the belt. Yep, and Hardy stumbles and then and has to be helped to the back. Yeah, because of dehydration. Dehydration, which um, AJ then cuts a promo in the back saying, "Listen, I don't care who I have to fight." I don't care. I want my intercontinental I, I want championship, my back. championship back because you got Jeff Hardy, the cheater, and you got Sammy, Sammy who Zane. disappears for four months and thinks he can come back and still hold the title. Yeah. So this is setting up some type of you know triple threat match, I believe. We, as you yeah, said before, at Clash at Clash. Um, next match um, starts before the match. Um, Sh- uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke are in the championships lounge, and they're talking. They're planning out. Uh, how they're going to have this match against Lucha House Party. And then uh, Dawkins and um, Ford come in. We want the smoke. They want the smoke. They want to party. They want to hang out in the Champions Champions Lounge. Lounge. I was saying this to David uh, tonight and Meredith, who is watching with us. Ford has some of the greatest outfits. By far. Yo, his hat is on fire. He had a blood red fedora. And it was velvet. It was like it was like soft velvet fedora. He had this incredible blazer on. I'm jealous of his hat game. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's got fashion game, not yes, just hat game. No, he's got fashion game. Jealous of the hat game, man. Um, understandably, why he got Bianca Belair. Oh, hundred percent. Because they are a perfect couple. Yes, they are. Um, but anyway, um, it gets to Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Shinsuke. Street Profits are running amok. In the Champions Lounge, throw a party, which pops up on the Tron, which distracts Cesaro, who's Cesaro in the and Sheamus. Uh, not just Sheamus, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Thinking the bar, the bar. Um, roll up victory. Roll up win for Lucha House Party over the Tag Champs. Yep. 
and then they beeline it in the back and join the party. And they join the, the party, yeah. Lodge. Which what? Cesaro and Shinsuke are no longer to be seen for the rest of the night. Nope. No. But this segment was really good. The Bailey promo. Yes. Basically talking about how um, should she feel sorry for what happened with She doesn't Banks. feel sorry. Doesn't feel sorry. How you know people how thought that Banks was using her. And, nope. She was, she using, was using Banks. Banks. To get what she needed to get to. Yeah. And guess what? She's now been the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion the of all time. The first uh, ever um, Grand Slam Champion yep. in the women's division. She used Banks to get what she needed to get to. Yeah. And promo ends. Step She's in making the, up out of the ring. Step into the Fatal 4-Way match that's coming up, which it involves Tamina. Lacey Evans, Nikki, Nikki Cross, and Alexa. and Alexa Bliss. And as Nikki's making her entrance, she kind of has a face to face with Bailey, and then camera follows her. And then out of nowhere, Bailey hits her with a chair. Chair. David called this as it was happening. Well, yeah, it's just WWE formula. But this match had another great Moment. twist yeah. to it. Um,. So, match is just going on normally. Everyone's getting in their spots and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, when Bliss comes down, you notice that... Well, before the match, Bliss comes down, and you notice she's checking on Nikki, but she has a lot more dreads in her hair now. Yep. It's not just the single one. Yep. Pretty much all of the pink in her hair now is dreaded. Yep. So, uh, there's a spot on the outside in which um, the announcers say The Fiend, and Alexa freezes. Snaps. So... Nikki hits a crossbody coming off the uh, coming off the apron, takes out both Lacey Evans and Tamina, and Bliss helps Nikki up, and then puts her in the Sister Abigail, kisses her forehead, and delivers the cleanest Sister Abigail I have ever seen. Yeah, clean, like flush, flat on her back. Nikki flat on her face, and then it cuts to commercial. Then when you come back from commercial, there's only two Bliss people in the ring. Bliss is nowhere to be and found. And they show Bliss in a trance just walking to the back, leaving the match. Mm-hmm. So basically it comes down to, at this point, there's only two people in the ring. It's uh, Lacey Tamina Evans and, Lacey. and T- Tamina. A um, couple of close spots, uh, cl- close falls. And then um, Nikki gets back involved. Um, and Nikki went pins, yep, pins Lacey by nope, an, uh, nope, Tamina, Tamina by an by O'Connor a, roll. Yep, by an O'Connor roll, a roll-up finish. But the thing was is, so Lacey hits Tamina with the women's right. Then Nikki hits her... Her draping... Draping neckbreaker. Neckbreaker thing. Which she goes for the pin, but Lacey's rolling out of the ring. So Tamina pounces on um, Nikki. Nikki. Nikki ends up reversing that. Obviously, she's not going to get her up for the draping. Yeah. So she so she hits the cutter roll. roll and it it works. It's a one two three. Yeah. Nikki's your number one contender going into Clash of Champions yeah. against um against Bailey against Bailey. But the big thing coming out of this is Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Alexa Bliss almost being in a trance by the Fiend. Yes. And now the thing is, is the Fiend is off television. Yeah. They're not doing anything with the Fiend right now. No. Because Rumor rumor has it is that they're trying to turn the fiend face, face. because he, Roman Reigns is the heel, mm-hmm. and we'll get a little bit more about this whole fiend going face thing when we get to the Firefly Funhouse segment, which was super fun this week. Yeah, super 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 hilarious in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, after this we transition right into the next match, which is Otis versus uh John Morrison. John Morrison. 
more shenanigans more sh- with the Money in the Bank contract. Yep. It's essentially a duplicate of last week's match where um, one of them's on commentary, the other one's in the match. Um, the briefcase, in this case it was the lunchbox, gets, gets stolen. stolen. They think the contract's in it. They get Ot- distracted. Caterpillar, Vader bomb, one, one two, two three. three. Otis picks up the victory. And Otis is smarter than his average bear because he's walking in the back. He's like, don't worry, Tucker. I got it. I got it. Oh, has, opened, has opened, a high time opening. Yeah, this was a shoot trough time getting the yeah. briefcase open. He gets it open, and inside it is a secondary lunchbox, which this doesn't look like a lunchbox. This looked like a toolbox. It was yes. on the longer side, Yep. and the uh, the contract. contract was there. And he starts eating the contract. Yeah, he starts eating it. But that's Otis for you. But what can that's you not even the best part of it. It's that they go to they cut to Miz and Morrison, and Morrison's all beat up from his match. And they open it up, and there's an, an apple, apple core. core. Otis? Otis doesn't need apples. Apple core? What? Yeah. So, very, very, very interesting yeah. as to what what they're doing. And apparently, Miz made a call for a favor. So, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah. It could be a return or something. Could or... this be the, 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 the heel turn for Mandy Rose? Ooh. That would be interesting. She's the one I who helps Miz and Morrison get the contract. I could see it. Um, all right. Firefly Funhouse. The, my first note here is I wrote Bray as a gem. Oh, he is. Because he's so much fun. And think about it. This segment is on the week in which his father gets let go by the company. Yeah. And there's little nods to it because so the new character, which we were talking about the entire time, we thought the new character was going to be Alexa, Alexa showing up, but it wasn't. It was originally supposed to be a parrot. Yes, and, and they forgot to put holes in the box. Parrot's dead. The parrot's dead. They killed the parrot. And you could tell the whole time by Huskus the pig in the corner, he's like quivering because the parrot's dead. Yeah, gone. Um, then shows up Devil Vince. Yes, and he's basically saying that Bray's lost control of the firehouse, Firefly Funhouse, and that he's going to get. He has the perfect guy to to help. Yeah. To be the almost the advocate for the, the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse, and it is Wobbly Walrus, aka Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman. So Heyman's gonna good. say something about that next Friday. Oh God, he has to. Yeah, he has to. But it's it, and it's and so well done. And what's really really good about this is because. Devil Vince says, and they bleep it out in the show, obviously, but he says, oh, this is such good shit. Yeah. Because that's a shot at how Vince's mind works and that he thinks all the cool stuff that he's booking himself that the entire IWC absolutely hates. Yes. It's kind of a shot at Vince there. Yeah, but then it's But I guarantee Vince let that go because it's... But it, because it's ag- Bray. But then again, it's all the stuff that AEW has shot on yeah. WWE. They've, they've said that line multiple times about WWE in the past where Vince says stuff like that. Yeah. Puts you in bad situations. And mm-hmm. Listen, if Vince finds it funny, he's going to greenlight it. Yeah. He's finding everything that is Bray's going on. doing. Yeah, with Firefly Funhouse funny. Yeah. He's going to greenlight every moment of it. Yeah. Guaranteed. Moving on to the main event. Um, No Roman. No Roman. This started as a two-on-one handicap match. Yeah. Um, which Jay held his own for a little bit. He did. Um, obviously, the the heels were getting their their um their, their licks their in and stuff in, like yeah. that. Um, Jay started getting control. Bang! Roman's music hits. Yeah. Da 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 da. 
So and Roman takes like at least three minutes to get down to the ring. Yeah, about that. So then Jay goes to the top after hitting um a super kick. I, I think he hit like fifteen super kicks in this match. Yeah. So for Shawn Michaels fans out there, uh the super kick's been killed. Or uh Young Bucks fan. No Well the Young Bucks killed it too. Yeah, they killed it. No, Shawn Michaels was the original super kick and nobody kicked out of it. Yeah. That's it. Um so gets to the top rope and Roman just nonchalantly tags himself. Taps in. him on the back. Jay he, hits a huge he hits splash. A huge splash. Then the referee's like, "Hey, you got to get out of the ring. You're yeah, not the you can't cover. You, co- you, you can't cover. You got to get out. Got tagged in." And he's kind of looking like, "What the hell?" So he rolls out of the ring, and Roman, in untraditional Roman fashion, he just stands in the corner. He doesn't and, do his ooh-ah. and he just you can see him. He's getting himself like hyped up. Sheamus stands up. Spear, Spear one, two, one, two, three. three. Match over. Roman rolls out of the ring, helps Jay up. Kind of taps him on the back, walks up to, walks the, top. Up to the top. Um, Heyman gives him, him, gives him belt. his belt. Jay comes up. Uh, Roman's got his belt. He's going to lift it, but Jay grabs his hand and lifts both his hand and Roman's belt. And Roman, and Roman kind of pulls look. away at it. He's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, Th- that's not what we do. It's I'm gonna be t- a good match. It's gonna be a good match. Roman should squash him. Oh, he should. He should just absolutely should be squash four him. minutes at most. I'm hoping that. I mean, I I don't know how they would work the spot, but I'll tell you how I'd like to see this match finish is Jay goes for a splash and Roman spears him right out of midair. Just destroys him. And then sets him up and just hits him with a couple more spears. Just wrecks Jay Uso. Yeah. Now, we did put down... The show ended quickly. It ended early. It ended three minutes early. Three minutes early. So there was something that was missing in this end segment. And there was a spot in which Baron Corbin went over the announcer's table. Yeah. And then you never see him in the match again. Yeah. So, I mean, we're doing this late Friday night right after SmackDown happens. So nothing So there's come no out yet. news, there's nothing that could come out, but let's see what's going to happen in the next couple of days. Maybe there was another Ivar incident in yeah. which they had to call the match quickly because Corbin may have suffered something going over the announcer's yeah. desk cuz you never see him in the match again at no. all. There's no mention of him. Corey and Michael Cole don't talk about him. Yeah, you and, see him kind of milling about a little bit, but he's actually, not. And then actually, the funny thing is, is one of the commentators goes quiet for a little bit. I think it might have been Corey. He may have went quiet for for at least thirty seconds. So he may have checked on Corbin or something. Corbin or yeah. something. So who knows what's going on? But again, when WWE never leaves time. Yeah. If anything, they usually go over by a couple of seconds. Yeah. So for them to leave three minutes on the table, something had to have happened in that match to one of the to one of the talents. It had yeah. to. Have. But that was pretty much our rapid uh, recap of SmackDown. Um, if you guys liked it, definitely like, share, subscribe to the show. Also, comment questions, concerns, or otherwise you have, you can send them to our personals or at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I think that pretty much wraps this up. So I have been Josh. I've been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.